0: We are continuing our look, our journey through Genesis, and we're in chapter four. We're going to take a look at those brothers, Cain and Abel. This was the very first sibling rivalry. Are you ready? Come on in. Let's go. I'm still continuing my journey through Genesis, the beginning, right? The first of everything. And so today we're going to look at the first sibling rivalry. Oh yeah, I know you already know about Cain and Abel, but this is the first incident where there was strife in the family between brothers. Now, when we look at sibling rivalry, especially one that's gone too far, and, and that is the outcome of what happened between Cain and Abel, and that continues to happen even to this day. Y'all, we're going to look into this. But A sibling rivalry is just strife between brothers or sisters that involves jealousy, competition, and even fighting. Now, Cain and Abel were not the only two mentioned in the Bible who had a rivalry. There was uh, Esau and Jacob. Leah and Rachel, and there was Joseph against all his brothers. All his brothers were against Joseph and there were others. And we know that there were some traumatic outcomes as a result of these rivalries. Now, when we're talking about rivalry, it is the against each other spirit. Right. Some people are, you know, against you or they consider you a rival and you have no clue. And there is something that's propelling them to be this way. And hey, that's the sin nature the sin nature has led us to be against one another. Now, you know, somebody say, well, they're healthy rivalries. And we can see that in sporting events, unity within the family. Now, if we look at Psalms 33, 133 and verse number one, we'll see that is good when brothers dwell together in unity. As a matter of fact, it says how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in unity. And y'all know that too. Wherever there is strife, in contention, it's not a place where you really want to abide for a long period of time. Also, First Peter, we got an Old Testament passage and we also have a New Testament passage. First Peter, the third chapter, verse eight says, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another, love as brothers, be tenderhearted, be courteous, not returning evil for evil or revival reviling for reviling. In other words, don't be so critical. Don't turn harsh word after harsh word. Don't attack each other with evil words. Here we have uh, God's plan. God's plan was for there to be harmony and unity. But when the enemy interrupted the flow OK, we have disunity and disharmony, harmony. We have strife with our own kin, our brothers and our sisters. So where does rivalry come from in families? You know, it's most likely stems from jealousy or a parent's preference of one child over Another, And, you know, we see this in the biblical account. You probably see it in your own life. And hopefully you're not experiencing rivalry within your own family. But hey, God has a resolution. He has a solution for all of these rivalries if we would take heed. Y'all, let's go into the passage. Now, in the case of Cain and Abel, this rivalry may have started due to jealousy. You know, we don't know if these feelings were in Cain prior to the offering incident, but we know that they surely showed up when his offering was not accepted by God. Let's look at this. It says, Adam lay with his wife Eve, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. Y'all, this is Genesis chapter 4. And she said, with the help of the Lord, I have brought forth a man. Later, she gave birth to his brother, Abel. Now, Abel was the younger child. The Bible doesn't tell us that they were twins. So I believe that he was born uh, sometime later after Cain. So Cain is the older. And come on, we have to be truthful that sometimes the younger child gets preferential treatment. Maybe it could be, now the Bible isn't saying, so I don't want to, you know, read into something that's not there, but it could be that Eve doted on Abel more than she did Cain. Whereas Cain had had the attention, now Abel has it. So it could have been a slight little problem there from the beginning because Cain is the older and Abel is the younger. Now, both of these boys have, you know, grown and they have occupations. And the Bible says that Abel kept flocks and Cain worked the soil. In essence, you know, Abel was more like a shepherd and Cain was a farmer. It says in the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord, but Abel brought fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. And we see that the Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry and his face was downcast. So, I mean, I feel like Cain, you know, he's the one that brings the offering, or at least that's what's mentioned first. Uh, He had a good idea. He had a good thought that he would bring an offering to the Lord. And so he brought some of the fruit of the soil. But the Bible says it's clear that Abel, you know, he went beyond the ordinary. Abel goes and he brings fat portions, which means he sacrificed some of his flock. And it was the firstborn of his flock in order to bring God good or to bring God the best that he had. God looked with pleasure on Abel and his offering. God was very pleased with what Abel did, but the Lord was not pleased with Cain and his offering. That's what the Bible says. He said he he was not. And Cain became angry. He became very angry. And I'm imagining, you know, what the scene might've looked like. Both of them were probably at the same location presenting this offering to God. And then God consumes up the fat portions of Abel's offering, but then leaves Cain's offering there. I mean, hey, that might cause you to be angry too, but it could also cause you to be embarrassed because there it is, your offering was not accepted. So then the question might be, why wasn't Cain's offering accepted? I venture to say that it was probably a matter of the heart. Cain, yeah, he had in his heart to offer to God, yet it appears he just gives God any old thing and not his best. Yeah, he brought, some fruit. That's what the Bible says, but he brought some of the fruit. Was it the first? It doesn't give indication that it was. Was it the best fruit? No, obviously not because the Bible doesn't tell us God leaves it where it was. So, um, Abel did his best and Cain did just enough. What does that say to us? It says to us that our attitude in worship, of the Lord, God almighty is important. And God does not want just any old type of worship that'll do worship. You know, like we have in our mind, well, I went to church today, that'll do God got to accept that. No, he does not. We see right now, God does not have to accept our idea of an offering of worship unto him. Now, anger has surfaced. This is an emotion, right? That has come about because of sin. And this is anger that is misplaced. It is really out of place, this anger that Cain has. You know, this is his reaction to what God has done. And so God deals with Cain's, anger. As a matter of fact, God asked him a question. In verse number six, he says, why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? Now, God asked him this question, and then he tells him, if you do what is right, won't your offering be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, will it not be accepted. If you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must master it. Now, this speaks volumes to me about God. He was at this scene, our heavenly father was, and, and the offering that Cain did was not acceptable, but he gives him opportunity. He tells him how to make it right. But see, Cain is so misfocused at this point that his anger is projected at his brother, is projected at Abel. He's upset because here it is, this, this, little brother of his has the attention again. Here it is. This brother of his is getting the praise again. Here it is. This brother of his is being patted on the back. And this is aggravating to Cain. He cannot handle it anymore. How about you? Have you experienced those types of emotions or feelings towards your siblings? or someone in your family? Well, listen, God wants those types of behaviors checked. He does not want those behaviors to linger around. God wants us to do something with our sibling rivalry because sibling rivalry that's left unchecked can lead to uh, catastrophic endings or it can be devastating and damaging to the entire family. And we know this story with Cain and Abel. If you read it, You will see in verse number eight. After God has told him that he must master um, his emotion, you must get your Anger under control. The Bible says, Be angry, but sin not, right? But he was angry and he allowed his anger to lead him into sin. Y'all, we got to master our emotions. We got to bring every thought captive and make it obey the word of God. God had given Cain the word. He told him, If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do what's wrong, you know, how can God accept the wrong? He's a righteous and holy God, and He cannot. So He told him, next time, yo, bring the proper worship, bring the proper offering, and you will be accepted. Not my brother Cain, not Cain. This is what Cain did. He uh, now tells his brother Abel, let's go out to the field. And while they were in the field, the Bible says Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Now this is sibling rivalry gone wrong. It's gone too far. This is the first murder in the Bible, right? He kills his brother because he refuses to do what is right. His emotion of jealousy and anger He followed and allowed it to lead him into committing this heinous act against his brother. He refused to master his emotion and allowed the emotion to master him. This was a problem, y'all. And we got to check our... emotions and make sure that these emotions are aligning with God's word. Now y'all know this story. You know, God knows all about Abel's blood crying out to him from the ground and how he asked Cain, where is your brother? And Cain says, am I my brother's keeper? You know, he, he doesn't appear to have any type of remorse for getting rid of his brother or killing his brother. It still didn't solve his problem because his heart was not right towards God in that. And I wonder too, you know, what did Adam and Eve think about Abel's disappearance? Did Cain ever tell them that he had killed him? You know, I I don't know. The Bible is very silent on that type of thing, but sibling rivalries can be helped y'all. We don't have to continue to walk around with ill feelings towards our brothers or our sisters. You know, we can choose to operate in kindness and respect and love. This is what God wants his family to do. So we got to know that parents, we have a role to play in how our children treat one another. We cannot be... um, or show preferential treatment to one and despise the other. We've got to show them how to be kind, how to be forgiving, how to be loving. We have to be those who model these behaviors before them. It's time to get away and do away with that. Do as I say and not as I do model. Y'all, we got to get rid of that. These kids aren't listening to it anyway. These kids are saying, well, that's not what you do. No, we have to be those who demonstrate the action so that we can reduce the amount of sibling rivalry in our families, especially those that lead to detriment and death and all this discord and disruption in the unity of the family. Now that's the bloodline, y'all. What about the spiritual bloodline? What about in the house of God where we come to worship and fellowship him just like Cain and Abel did, but there is this rival spirit in the atmosphere. You can't stand sister so-and-so, a brother this and that because they are seen in the eyes of God and maybe even other parishioners as those who are accepted and you can't stand it. Y'all, we got to get rid of these types of attitudes. We've got to master our emotions or our emotions will us. We cannot let sibling rivalry go too far because when it goes too far, many are left hurt. We find in the story of Cain and Abel, and you got to read it, y'all, Genesis chapter 4, that he is a man on the run for the rest of his life. Even though God puts a mark on him and protects him from the harm of others, he's now living Uh, apart from his family, he's on the run. Plus the fact he lost his brother Abel to his hanging. I don't know how he ultimately ended up feeling about it, but it couldn't have been good. It couldn't have been No, it just couldn't have been. So listen, guys, God does not want us to be in competition or jealous of one another. God wants us to respect one another, to love one another, to be forgiving of one another. And he also wants, you know, us to heed his warning and advice, his word of instruction when he comes to correct us about the ill feelings that we're having in our hearts towards another. Y'all, let us be willing to let go of those uh, feelings, okay? Because there is a way that seems right unto man, but we know that way always leads to death. God knows what's in our hearts for sure. And we love to go around and say, God knows my heart. He truly does. Even though Cain did not say to God, that he was angry and upset and jealous of Abel. God knew the emotions and feelings that Cain had towards his brother Abel, and God told him to get it in check. And so God is telling us too, to get our feelings in check regarding our natural brothers and sisters, and also about our spiritual brothers and sisters. Can you do it? Yeah, we can do it because God gives us the ability. The Bible says we can do all things through Christ who gives us the strength. We can let go of bitterness. We can let go of rage. We can let go of anger. We can get rid of jealousy and replace all of those with the things that God wants us to do. And that is to be kind to one another, to love one another as he has loved us. Father, we thank you that you show us that sibling rivalry is not your plan. It's something that came about because of sin. But Father, you are the corrector and you show us how to rid ourselves of these types of emotions and feelings, ill will towards one another. You told us to do what is right and you give us the roadmap to rightness. That's the example of your son, Jesus Christ, and this holy word, this written Bible. Help us, Father, to eat of it, consume it, Lord God, so that we can live the way you want us to live. We thank you for healing relationships that have been broken due to jealousy and competition. Lord God, we just give you the praise today because you are well able to restore and reconcile. All right, y'all. This has been your daily dose. And remember, a daily dose of God's word is good for the soul. Be blessed.